This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the Fifth Quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here. Will Erskine producing tonight's, or I guess this morning's program, as uh, we've just witnessed a Tiger Cats defeat in Regina. Yes, it is true. The Rough Riders beating the Tiger Cats 20 to 18 in a low-scoring back-and-forth affair at Mosaic Stadium. Here is the scoring summary as uh, Ticats fans and, hey, Rough Riders fans, free to call in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. You can also tweet. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Former McMaster Marauder Tyler Crepina was the star of the show at the end of the game, and he also opened up the scoring. 12-24 left to play in the first quarter, and Crepina nailed a 48-yard field goal to get things going. 3-0 Saskatchewan. Ed Ganey intercepted Zach Caleros on Hamilton's first offensive play, the former Tiger Cat getting back at Hamilton, but uh, Saskatchewan didn't score any points on that turnover. In fact, after a couple of series, the uh, Zach Caleros led Tiger Cats engineered a seven-play, 105-yard drive against the win. Matter of fact, in the first quarter, uh, and it culminated with a Caleros to Banks 16-yard touchdown to make it seven to three for the Tiger Cats. Caleros's 17th touchdown throw of 2016, uh, the fourth receiving TD of Banks so far this season. Three minutes to play. Darian Durant hit Armonte Edwards on a beautiful 46-yard touchdown. Edwards going all out to make a spectacular diving catch at the goal line and slid across the line to make it 10-7 to Saskatchewan. Durant in the first quarter was 13 of 16 for 172 yards and a touchdown. So after one period of play, the Riders had a 10-7 to lead. To the second quarter we go. Brett Maher got the Ticats even at 10-10. He hit a 33-yard field goal. John Chick had a sack, his 10th of the season. And on a controversial play at the Ticats goal line, it was first and goal at the 1. And Mitchell Gale was trying a QB sneak, but Cassius Vaughn forced the fumble. He stripped the ball out of Gale's hands. Adrian Tracy picked it up and uh, ran it back 106 yards for a touchdown. However, after review, and every scoring play is reviewed, it was uh, ruled that Gale's knee, his right knee, was on the turf on the very next play. Uh, with the Riders still on the one-yard line, Darian Durant ran in for a one-yard score. We went to half with the Riders leading the Tiger Cats 17-10. to Third quarter was a snoozer. Nothing really happened, really. Adrian Tracy had a sack his sixth of the year, and Brett Maher missed a 42-yard field goal. He was wide right, um, and that 
obviously came back to bite the Ticats in the old behind later on. Uh, Dominic Ellis intercepted uh, Mitchell Gale and uh, brought it back to the Hamilton 27-yard line, although the Cats did not get any points off that turnover. Brett Maher had another opportunity to get the Tiger Cats a little closer to the Rough Riders, and uh, well, he got them a little closer. He missed on a 53-yard field goal attempt. He was wide left this time. Turned out to be a single point, 17-11 in favor of of Saskatchewan. Mike Filer, this one I'm still shaking my head at, was called for procedure when he tilted the football as all centers do before they snap it uh, with about 9 minutes and 40 seconds to go. A crucial, crucial penalty. Uh, head coach Kent Austin also flagged on the play for, I think, inadvertently hitting the official. I think he was trying to just say, hey, you, official crew, uh, that was a bad call, but he got flagged as well. In any event, about uh, oh, nine minutes later or so, Jeremiah Masoli on a second and one in Saskatchewan territory at the 21-yard line uh, on a QB keeper ran it in for a 21-yard touchdown. Gave the Tiger Cats an 18-17 lead with 4-10 to play. That was a great drive. Eight plays, 86 yards. But uh, the Tiger Cats could not seal the deal. Great finishing drive by Mitchell Gale and the Rough Riders. Ended with a Tyler Crepina 29-yard field goal. He was 2-for-2 two two on the night. And the Saskatchewan Rough Riders come away with a 20-18 to victory over the Hamilton Tiger Cats tonight. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at am900chml. First off the deck is Dale. Dale, good evening or good morning. How you doing, Rick? Hey, good. How are you? Not bad. It's Daryl from Canfield. Remember, I used to jump, jump in the pool and everything? Oh, yeah. How's the pool these days? Uh, not bad. It's warm and everything, but you know what? I went to the uh, the Labor Day weekend, right, against Toronto. Yeah, okay. And the Cats came back. They shouldn't have to come back. They should have just destroyed them right from there, right? So I gave, I gave it a break because the quarterback came back from injuries and all that. So, okay. But the next game they lose against the Argos. What the hell is that about? I can't understand that. I, I, I'm absolutely losing that. Mm-hmm. But tonight against Saskatchewan, and, and tilt the ball. The coach should never – he should bump the, the referee I don't want to swear, but he should not bump the referee because that, you know. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he meant to hit the referee. I think that was by accident. But the whole thing is, it shouldn't have been that close. Well. That's why, you know, <laughs> they, they suck. They suck like the Argos. So I, do I have to jump in the pool? No, you don't have to jump in the pool. I, in, in fact, I, I, uh, I, I don't think you should jump in anything right now. <laughs> Dale, who's your player of the game? The player of the game is? You won't believe it. Bautista from the Blue Jays. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, Dale. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email Rick at 900chml.com. Tell you who my player of the game is, no doubt about it, Andy Fantuz had a remarkable game tonight. And really, when you look around the uh, receiving core tonight for the Tiger Cats, wasn't much to choose from if you're Zach Caleros. Luke Tasker didn't play. Chad Owens is on the six-game injured list. Terrence Tolliver was uh, one of the two inactives for the Ticats. Rico Murray, the other one, both heard at practice this week. So really it was Andy Fantuz 
and a bunch of other guys. Fantuz had nine catches for 113 yards. Spencer Watt made four catches, John Childs with four, Woodson with two, Collins with two, then Jones, Banks, and Ford, um, each with one. Actually, Banks had three, three receptions. He had a touchdown as well. Andy Fantuz, my player of the game uh, for this game tonight. Frank's on the line. Hello, Frank. Thanks for calling the fifth quarter. How you doing, uh, Rick? Not too bad. How about you? Oh, man, I'm telling you. I know. It's a bummer to lose to a team when you should have uh, beat them. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's injuries. I don't know if it's timing. I don't know what it is, but uh, they, I, I, I feel they shouldn't have lost this game because when you lose to teams that are pretty well out of the playoffs, it uh, it's going to sting. And I'm telling you, uh, they got a tough one next week against Calgary, and they better buckle up. <laughs> yeah, you speak the truth on that one. That's going to be a tough game. Oh, yeah, because I'm telling you, if they continue to play the way they're out, they're going to play themselves out of the playoffs, and uh, that's a little frightening. Uh, yeah, there's injuries. Yeah, there's uh, some things that you can see that's going on the field, but, man, um, very, very disappointed in the team's effort this evening. I, I you know, sometimes the prevent defense too. Like I mean, prevent is no win. <laughs> You're talking uh, about the last drive there? Yeah, you, yeah. You, I, I thought they were gonna put a lot more pressure on it. I mean, here's Mitchell Gale of all guys. Pressure yeah. pressure the quarterback. Yeah. Uh I, I mean, you give the kid confidence he's gonna tear you apart. And the way the cats uh played tonight, I, I thought Steinauer was gonna put some pressure on him. You know, you're only leading 18-17. It's not like you're ahead 28-17 and yeah. you can lay back and say, okay, we'll give them garbage time, uh, whatever that they're going to get. But 18-17, uh, you gotta, you you got to pin your ears. you got to go after that guy. The guy is, uh, you know, he is a rookie, and, uh, you know, he, you got to put some pressure on him. And uh, the Cats didn't do that tonight. Mm-hmm. And because they didn't do that tonight, they let Saskatchewan have the chance, and uh, they showed you what they could do for even a, a three and whatever team now. Yeah, the uh, three and ten. Yeah, and and that's sad because like you, sh- as as players know, you can't take teams like Saskatchewan for granted. And maybe they read their press clippings a little bit, you know, after being uh, first place in the East. Now they gave it right back to Ottawa. Mm-hmm. So you know uh, they they gotta really think about this, uh, put it behind them as quickly as they can, and prepare for Calgary. And they better have some players come back off the injury list because right now we need a Tasker, we need a Tolliver, we need something to open up the offense because uh, the defense can only do so much. And uh, you know, I thought uh, you know that uh, call um, the one on Filer. Uh, well. Yeah, the one on Filer sort of scratched my head because, like you say, all centers move the ball. And they're allowed to move the ball laterally, and I don't think he moved it forward, so I can't see where the procedure call came. Well, I mean, he he tilted it forward, but, but every center in every league on this planet tilts it forward because that's how they snap it back. That's right, and uh, that's why I, for the life of me, can't understand that procedure call. And even... Uh, Odell Willis tweeted and said, I've never seen that call before. I I saw that, too. I saw that, too. Yeah. So, I mean, like, what's going on here? Like, I mean, uh, 
the thing uh, is shoddy call there, and I thought the other shoddy call was uh, when uh, uh, the uh, riders had it deep in Hamilton territory, and uh, Tracy came away with a 106-yard touchdown return, and that should have stood, as far as I'm concerned. I don't think I saw the knee hit the ground. Yeah, you know what? To, to be honest, I think that was a good call. I, I think Gail's knee was down, and I don't think the ball was nearly out enough to constitute yeah, a, a fumble. As John Sullivanis said, uh, it has to just be moving. It doesn't have to be a fumble in order for it to be a turnover. Mm-hmm. If the ball is moving, and uh, even if you're, you know, going down, that should, you know, put a red flag up in the official's head saying, hey, the ball was moving, uh, you know, maybe. Yeah, but he still had it in his hand. I can understand if it was moving and he didn't have control of the football, but I thought he had control and and the knee was down. But we we got to move on here, Frank. Who's your player of the game? Well... On that play, I would have given it to Tracy, but I have to agree <laughs> with you. It's uh, Santos. Excellent. Thanks for the call, Frank. Have a good one. Okay, you too. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. And uh, let's go to Mark on the line. Hey, Mark, how are you? Good. How are you, buddy? I'm okay. I think uh, Frank should be your new co-host there. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking over. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, I have to say the uh, call on Filer, man, that cost us the game. Uh uh, you know, I'm just so aggravated right now. I don't even know what to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it certainly changed the the complexion of the ball game. I don't know yeah, if it cost I, the Ticats the game, but I've been watching CFL football for 35 plus years, mm-hmm. and I've never seen that call ever, ever, ever once. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. That was a strange one. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if the Riders players coerced the officials to make that call because I mean, the officials see that all the time, on, like on every play. Every play, every play. And I just have to say, too, Ed Ganey, like, where did that guy come from? Yeah, who was that? He sucked. He sucked <laughs> last year for us, and now what? He's making interceptions and uh, covering our best receivers. Like, like, <laughs> like he's the second coming of Dalvin Bro. Yeah, crazy. Mark, who's your player of the game? Uh, I have to give it to Fan Tews. Good call. And I just have to say one more thing. Yeah. Uh, Kalaros just, just does not look like Kalaros. I, I don't know what it is. If maybe it's the injuries, he has no one to throw to, but he just does not look like the same guy as he did like three weeks ago. I would completely agree with that. Mark, thanks for the call. Thank you, sir. A couple of tweets uh, from uh, Jack. I feel we got cheated. Jake says, just needed one of Maher misses to go through. And Jack, again, we are not gray cup favorites, can't tackle, can't cover, and zone defense. The whole drive is stupid. Hey, let's take a quick break. John, Darcy, Jeff, stay on the line. We're going to get to you when we come back. This is the fifth quarter, brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. Ticats losing tonight 20-18 to on a walk-off 29-yard field goal by Tyler Crepina as the Rough Riders get their third win of the season, their second in a row. And speaking of two straight wins, the Ticats have done it just once this season. That was back in July when they went back-to-back against Montreal and Edmonton, both on the road. Over their last seven games, they've lost one, lost one, lost one, lost, and they host Calgary next week. They can beat the Stampeders. Whoa, I think they're all back in our good books. Email from Randy, and by the way, if you want to email your thoughts on tonight's game and vote for your player of the game, send your email to rick at 900 chml. 
Com. Randy writes, Hi, Rick. I don't think I've ever seen a team with this many injuries. Three top receivers, running back, and many others out on defense. Also, what was Filer thinking with moving the ball? Weird play. Or was it a repeat of something that happens occasionally throughout the league? Why is Ed Ganey with Saskatchewan? He is a player we need. <laughs> we had him. We didn't want him anymore. He didn't play that great here in Hamilton. Uh, Randy goes on to write, even with this many cat injuries, a winnable game over lowly Saskatchewan, an off night for Brett Maher, two misses. Those missed points would have sealed it. How about Andy Fantuz with 8,000 career yards? Big game next week. Let's hope some of the players are back from injury. My player of the game in a big pickup, in a big pick-it-up game, Andy Fantuz, a gutsy group of Hamilton backups, but the ex-marauder kicker wins it. A totally sickening, needless Loss. Good night, Rick Randy. Still out of and in Oakville. Call into the fifth quarter, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter, uh, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Darcy's on the line. Good morning, Darcy. How are you? Hey, Rick. How you doing? I'm not too bad. How about you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I'd have to say, yeah, that, that filer was a bizarre call. Yeah. Um, I've never seen that, but I, I don't believe that's the reason why we lost the game. Uh, there was numerous reasons why we lost this game. Uh, uh, like you, you said, we missed two field goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Porous secondary. Um, no no the, pressure on Mitchell Gale in the yeah, final exactly. drive. Exactly. Uh, I don't understand uh, Orlando. I think he's overthinking things. <laughs> Well, I mean, they had a great third quarter defensively. They were they were really yeah, good. Yeah, but in, even in even the in the beginning this year, I've noticed we we are not as aggressive as we are with our poor secondary and a and a pretty good. I'm not saying not not as good as the last three years we've had, but a pretty good front seven. They should be uh, putting more pressure on and uh, helping that secondary because our secondary is, is obviously the weak link, and every team in the league knows it. Yeah, and here's here's the double-edged sword. If you don't get pressure with your front four and you're dropping your linebackers into coverage, which is what they were doing on their last drive, if those front four guys don't get pressure on the quarterback, we all know the QB can pick apart any secondary, no matter if there's you know five guys back there or eight guys. Um, if you send the linebackers on the blitz as well, or anybody in the secondary, you leave the back of your defense exposed as well. But you know, I'm the I'm of the belief of, especially towards the end of the game, and you're dealing with a quarterback who doesn't have a lot of experience. Yeah. Press, pressure the heck out of him. Yeah, he just marched down there like. Uh, yeah, it was too easy. Like it was a joke. Like um, our our tackling is terrible. Like we're, we've always been. Anyway, our, our team. They, they, they can't tackle. Like our tackling is atrocious you know, on defense, and uh, I, I have to say, uh, everyone says Caleros, Caleros, but it, it takes a team to win a game. Mm-hmm. Everyone, uh, the Caleros isn't going to be God and win win all the games here. We're we're a 500 team. We've beaten subpar teams. Like look who we've beaten: Toronto twice, Montreal, Saskatchewan, and uh, my the last one. Ed- Edmonton. Me, but Edmonton. We haven't beaten any, and if we're gonna, if if we beat Calgary next week, I'll call you and 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 I'll be shocked. But, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you're 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 right that this Ticats team has not beaten a team with a record above 500. Well, that that tells it all. That tells you all you need to know. Like I'm a diehard fan. Don't get me wrong, but I'm realistic and I know about football. And this the East is weak. I, I agree, but uh, Hamilton, I don't think. Um, They've got a lot of problems and uh, injuries. Everybody, every team in the league gets injuries, and it's next man up. And that's mm-hmm. why the good organizations have depth. 
and we have. I know we have a lot of injuries, but like I said, it's, it's uh, you got to have depth. And with regards to talking about depth, I believe we've lost a lot of speed on our. We don't really have a. Um, we got Brandon Banks, but I know Singfield went to BC. We, uh, Quincy McDuffie, they just let him walk. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of speed there, and I, I I don't really see us. We don't really have a speedster on. Like a, a real speed, deep thread. I don't know if you if you think we have one. Well, Banks would be the closest one to it, but he's yeah, not but on the offense. He's not on the field all the time on offense. No, but I'd be <laughs> well, well, you know, hesitant to use him all the time because he's our kick returner. If he gets yeah. hurt, then who 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 the heck you gonna who's gonna return our kick? Plus, yeah. Plus, you have Owens out for the next six games or possibly the rest of the season. Who knows? I know Cassius Vaughn has returned kicks too, but yeah, if you lose a Brandon Banks, I mean, that, that's a huge loss. Yeah. You, even some our, our first round picks, guys like Plessius, I don't know. He seems to have gone south. Or um, I know he's on special teams, but Gatosh, well, where, where did he go? Lyndon Gatosh. Well, he's on the injured list now too. Like he I, was, I he, he was a healthy like, scratch all season until this past week, and he was added to the injured list. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I just don't uh, I don't see it this year. Like I, in the last three years, I think this is our weakest team. Ken Austin's weakest team, and. Uh, like, uh, there is no magic uh, potion here. Can't really. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what the fans are thinking. Uh, hey, Darcy, who's your player of the game? Uh, well, you said Andy. That's uh, probably the only positive was Andy. So I'd have to give it to him. But um, I don't know. Like, I think it's going to – I think it's between – it's going to come down to us and Ottawa. And one of the West teams is definitely crossing over. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Right, thanks, thanks for the call, Darcy. Got to run. Have a good one, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. A tweet from Bruce who writes, uh, we won by a last play field goal last week and lose the game on one this week. Our Ticats are still in second place. Hashtag fifth quarter. He goes on to write, player of the game, the refs for winning the game for Sask. Horrible calls, moving the football on filer, total BS. Jeff is on the line. Jeff from Saskatchewan, how are you? Yeah, well, we talked earlier tonight, Rick. You know how, how I'm probably <laughs> doing tonight. Not too well. Uh, no, that's secondary. Like, uh, you know, some of your callers have talked about the offense and Zach and stuff, but there's no reason why your secondary, and I'm going to blame the secondary. I'm not going to blame the front four because they, I think they did their job tonight for the most part. But but Lee and and Sermons and Vaughn, like, ran through for 276 yards in the first half. Gale threw for about 70 or 75 yards on that last drive. That's inexcusable. And I know people were saying, oh, you got to get pressure on the quarterback. Well, okay, you bring the linebackers. Those guys are playing so far back, and the Riders got some pretty good speed at receiver with Edwards and um, Caleb Hawley, that I bet that those guys are probably scared they're going to get beat deep. So, you know, like you did, you said earlier, it's a double-edged sword, but that secondary is absolutely brutal. I can't disagree. You know? I, I mean, they're so injury-riddled. Uh, I, I, you know, we were talking earlier tonight. They're they're down to their sixth and seventh guy on the depth chart in terms of cornerbacks. I mean, this is how uh, bottom of the barrel this secondary is. And you know, I, I think Austin's a tremendous coach. I, you know, he's he's excellent for Hamilton. But since he's been there, like they have gone through an awful lot of injuries. Like I don't know, is it something that he doesn't practice? But he, does he practice them that hard that they always seem to be getting hurt? No, I mean. <laughs> There's really nothing out of the ordinary in terms of a Kent Austin practice compared to any other practice. I mean, they're they're not hours upon hours long. They're not 
ultra physical. I mean, guys aren't like laid out all over the fields getting hurt. Uh, it, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like it's bad. It's been bad luck for three years because I remember his first year when they came to Regina, they got beat thirty-seven nothing, and they had uh, I didn't know half the roster. Yeah. You know, well, I think that so. year they they set the record, which Saskatchewan's going to break this year, of of using uh, or, or at least dressing 88 players. And I think Sask going into this game had 87. Yeah, like I, I just – the injuries, I just have no answer for that. And, you know, had they been healthy, they'd be miles ahead of Ottawa. If they would have had, I'd say, half the guys that are hurt on the roster playing, they'd be first place hands down. They'd yeah. be challenging Calgary probably for the best record in the, in the league. But those injuries, I'm – just gets frustrated, and I'm going to have to eat crow here for the next week. <laughs> hey, who's your player of the game? John Chick. I thought he had a really good. He was the best, best of the uh, the four linemen tonight. Uh, honorable mentions to uh, to Santos, but I thought Chick had a really good game tonight. Good stuff, Jeff. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Jeff. Bye bye. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. Quick break, John, Brad, and the rest of you guys calling in. Hold on the line. We'll get to you when we come back. This is the fifth quarter on am900chml. Rough Rider is improving to 3-10, and 10, sending the Tiger Cats to 6-7 and seven after Saskatchewan beat Hamilton tonight 20-18 uh, to 18 at Mosaic Stadium. Hamilton's last game ever at Mosaic Stadium and the last under the lights at Mosaic. They'll move into the new Mosaic Stadium next season. Uh, email from Joe. Hey, Rick, a couple of things. Today's game showed that with no run game, the chances of you winning is low. Uh, now, number two, when you have DBs that play like they did today, again, your chances of winning is low. I'm sure you're getting annoyed hearing how the Cats have no run game and the DBs look very rough. Trust me, we are getting annoyed watching it. Watching this game, there was indeed pros, which is hard to see when you lose to a team with three wins. I think our weakest link is fixing the secondary. They will need to play better or Calgary is going to have a heyday. It was nice to see Mike Jones, Junior Collins get a chance to show what they have to offer. I hope for our starters to have a quick recovery and be back soon. Thanks, Rick Oski. We be Joe from Niagara Falls. To the phones we go, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. John has been waiting patiently. Good morning, John. Too bad I wasn't on earlier. I'm going to be uh, repeating a lot of stuff people said. <laughs> um, I think with what Claro's had to, to work with, he did a decent job. He's looking really frustrated lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's not much he can do. He didn't have a running back to block. Didn't have his receivers there. I mean, you're picking Fantus, but he dropped two pretty big catches that he should have caught. Um, but, uh, yeah, but I've been saying all year, we have, and I think today shows that we have the worst secondary in the league. I, they must teach tackling in high school. <laughs> I cannot tackle. Like, you don't have, I wouldn't call them some, the running backs back after how long of an injury, and they're running right all over them. Um, you've got a backup quarterback that's just ripping pieces out of them. Mm-hmm. The, what was that rookie that got the first touchdown? What's that? So our secondary is our doom, is our absolute. They needed to stay in there to help our offense out. The O-line, much better this week. I don't know why Simmons has been benched. I don't know if you know anything about that, but you can answer that sort of later. Yeah. Um, the only saving grace to this whole thing is the East sucks. Just like last year and the year before and the year before and the year before that. 
Well, no, I think this year they really suck. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, you lose today, you're one point behind first place. So, mm-hmm. I mean, at, right now, Edmonton's crossing over. Toronto's done. Let's be realistic. Montreal's done. Mm-hmm. So it's us and Ottawa. So we'll make the playoffs, but I don't think we're going to go very far. <laughs> because Ottawa's peaked, I think. They're done, but there's just something with our... We, we, we're not the dominant team we were a couple of years ago. Not the team we were last year. There's something wrong with our offense last week. It just wasn't clicking. There was just something going on there. But until they sew up that secondary, we can't do it. We cannot beat the West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. John, who's your player of the game tonight? I'm going to pick Harvey from Saskatchewan. No one in Hamilton played. Okay. Yeah, he had a great, let, he had a great let, game. Let's be realistic here. If, if you really, I mean, if you just had to pick, pick one, but who really stood out? Ventus, maybe, because he was the only receiver that was there. <laughs> like, really, but you can't just pick a guy because, you know, because they had to go to him because he's the only one that has experience and sure. has a playbook. Yeah. I mean, otherwise than that, who did anything fantastic tonight? Mm-hmm. Even you got Austin punching a ref. Yeah. <laughs> you got Marher that can't kick a field goal. Yeah. You got... Uh, Calaris was up and down. Calaris, how many, so what, two interceptions tonight? Um, you know, you got a, you got a secondary that can't tackle. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. And you know what? If he finished the game, Darian Durant, probably the player of the game. I mean, he had 326 yards in about three quarters of play. And the, okay, if he's going to pick anyone, I'll give it to Mazzoli because he didn't do anything bad. I mean, he should be a running back. Yeah. Yeah. He had four carries, 32 yards, and a touchdown. Because this guy can run. Yeah. So, I don't know. At the end of the day, we have a bad team. I mean, yeah, maybe we'll beat Calgary based on, you know, they're, that's 11 in a row. they got to lose something soon. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, what's up with Simmons? Why does why he bench, you know? Simmons is uh, technically on the one-week injured list, although... Uh, he, was benched, he was benched last week. Yeah, I, I don't think he's injured at all. Um, and I, I, I think they're sitting the wrong guy. I would rather have um, Simmons on the offensive line as opposed to Jeremy Lewis. But the question is, is Simmons as effective as a right tackle as he is as a left tackle? And to my eyes, no, he's not. But you're not going to move Campbell to right tackle because he wouldn't be as effective at that right tackle position either. What do we know why he was benched? Uh, Well, yeah, because they got railroaded in their previous game as an offensive line, and and he was one of the guys who uh, took a seat. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, that's how it works. Yeah, maybe it's time for Austin to take a seat. Could be. You know what? You know that's coming. That is the next thing coming. If we don't have a very, if we don't win any more games, or we do this bad, yeah, people are gonna be. No, they're gonna be talking for Austin's head, and they're gonna be talking. Oh, that's already. Now. Yeah, that's that's already started. I mean, the, yeah. the the talk for the fans has already started. To me, though, he simply has too much power for anything to happen. The only thing that would happen in that regard is that he would say, you know what. I'm just going to concentrate on being a VP of football ops, and hey, Orlando, you can coach the team. That, that's the only way I see that going down. I don't see that happening this season or this off season. Yeah. Well, see, and Singfield was it was it a racial issue? Terrell Singfield, they were in the mix. Uh, I asked uh, head coach Ken Austin that uh, at practice, and uh, he said they were in the mix. Um, but obviously, he, he got a better deal with BC. Uh, hope he gets injured. Anyway, you have a, <laughs> if he was here, he would be hurt, that's for sure. <laughs> that's why he didn't come, yeah. Yeah. Hey, John, thanks All for right. the call.
Cheers. Bye. Take care. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, Brad is on the line. Has been waiting patiently as well. Brad, good morning. Thanks for calling the fifth quarter. Good morning, Rick. <laughs> well, boy, you know, I gotta say, our guys a lot. Uh, they've got to learn to tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you you know, we you and I have met a few times at practices, and you've probably seen the same thing I do. Uh, you know, coach just seems to always uh, really pound on uh, stripping that ball. You know, you see in the drills where they toss the ball and then they take a swing. Yep. You know, uh, you know, make the tackle first, please. Yeah, and then get the ball. And then get the ball. If you get the ball, great. But don't sit there and, you know, put one hand on the guy's shoulder and just keep swinging at the ball and hoping that you're going to get it and push him out of bounds at the same time. I mean, it was terrible tonight. I watched it several times, and not just one particular player, all over the mm-hmm. field. Yep. You know, and uh, uh, Caleros, you know what? He's not making his reads. You know, he just, I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, did he break up with his girlfriend or something? Like, Yeah, no, I know. And, and, and I was going to say, you know, it's obviously the receiving core is not the guys that he's used to. I mean, not having Tasker out there and Owens oh, no, I'm not and Tolliver. Tonight. Yeah, no, yeah, we've you know. we've seen some subpar, up and down, inconsistent play from Caleros over the last, I want to say, three weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's like he's got something else on his mind. I just, you know, he, he keeps going for the for the quick check down. It's either a quick check down or he goes long with a long bomb. Yep. Yeah, there's there's nothing in between. I mean, you know, none of our receivers can catch on the fly. It seems, you know. Uh, you know, say for maybe Fantuz or, or, or maybe Owens when he was healthy. Yeah. Uh, nobody catches on the fly. It's all go, stop, catch the ball, run. Yeah. Nobody well, catches and, on the fly. You know, that that's – I mean, I would put Tolliver in that category. I, th- I think he can catch on the fly. Um, but that's really the Kent Austin kind of offense. I mean, those pass patterns are there to maximize the skill set of this receiving core. And, and maybe he's come to the conclusion that, you know, these guys are much better at – pivoting or stopping or, you know, making a grab and then turning a field. Yeah, but Tasker's not a long ball kind of guy. No. He, he's the guy, I mean, that's why he looks so good all the time. He, he will get that ball on the check down every single time or just about because he's willing to take that hit, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, he's young, he's strong, you know, and he's willing to take the hit. It's finally caught up with him, apparently. Yeah. You know, uh, but, oh, oh, boy, I'm just, I'm getting really, really worried. Uh yeah, I think we might finish 500, uh, but I don't think we'll get home field advantage. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're 6-7 and seven right now. They host Calgary. Then they have the back-to-back against Ottawa, which is huge. And then they entertain Edmonton and Montreal to close out the season. I'm, I'm thinking 9-9, nine and nine, maybe 10-8, and eight, maybe 8-10. and 10. I don't know. It's, it's Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> it's anybody's guess right now. But Reinbold has got to stop pounding this strip the ball crap into there. You know, if you strip it, great. It's a bonus. You know, but boy, if you make those tackles all night long, if they had made a lot of those tackles, Saskatchewan would have gone nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, how many yak yards did they get tonight? Yeah, there was a ton. There was you know, a ton. Like, like bragging and that. They're just getting like, you know, 20 yards in, in yak yards. It's like, that's, that's crazy. You know, if he's wide open, he gets 20. I can see it, but when he when he's not wide open and shakes the tackle and gets 20 more, mm-hmm. you know, because guys are busy trying to bat the ball out of his hands. Yeah. Yeah. You're asking you know, for trouble. You're just at, you're begging for trouble. It's, you know, I don't know. It's, 
uh, I don't know, maybe they're scared. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it, that's it. Almost acts like, like it comes off like that sometimes. They're they're uh, the team is running scared, or at least the coaches are, anyways. Yeah, and to. Make, they're making these weird calls. To me, the the desperation uh, is desperation. That's the word. yeah. I mean, you're you're going for the strip too many times. I mean, that's a, an end of a game kind of scenario. Or, you know, you just you just as know you're going to get dictates. the ball. You know, as the situation dictates. Exactly, Brad. You who's know, your uh, player of the game tonight? I'm going to have to agree with you. I got to go with Fantuz. Uh, you know, he played his heart out. You know, as one of the uh, elder statesmen on the team. You know. Uh, and uh, yeah, he puts himself, he puts his body on the line, and he's not going to be able to do it for too many more years. We all know that. But yeah, he's uh, he's certainly on the downside of his career. And um, I mean, obviously, guys get to a certain age, they're not going to be as good as they were, you know, ten years previous. Well, for sure. But he's still you very know, effective, obviously, as he, he showed he, tonight. He, yeah, he was effective tonight. Uh, did he get over a hundred? Yeah, he got one thirteen. Is that yeah, the number? 113. Yeah, 113. Nine catches for 113 yards. That's good. And so he's over 8,000 8, or plus on his career. So. Yep. So, that's, you know, yeah, I got to go with Fantuz. I mean, nobody else really. Sean, check out a great game, you mm-hmm. know, as usual. Uh, I think, you know, uh, Saskatchewan is mourning the loss of him uh, for sure because he's really put on a, a good show this year. He's, what, 40, 40 sacks on a career now. Yep, another one tonight. He's got 10 yeah, on the season. 10 on the season. You know, like, yeah, he, he goes out there every time with something to prove. And, uh, you know, he, he, he walks the walk and talks the talk. Yeah, no doubt about yeah. it. So, hey, Brad, anyway, thanks good. for the call. Enjoy your weekend. You too. We'll talk to you next week. All right, take care. Bye. Uh, another quick break. When we come back, more of your calls, tweets, emails. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wisdom's Law on AM 900 CHML. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email me your thoughts on tonight's Ticats loss in Regina. That email address, rick at 900chml.com. Use the hashtag fifth quarter if you're tweeting the show, at Rick Samprin at am900chml. 20-18, to 18, the Riders take down the Ticats in Regina tonight. Hamilton now 6-7 and seven on the season. We will update the standings in uh, just a couple minutes, but more tweets and emails to get to. Let's go to uh, Twitter, where Oski Eddie writes, I would call, but what I have to say won't be pretty. And he also adds, uh, the ref that threw the procedure flag is his player of the game. Scott Rust writes, Hi, Rick, not a pretty game. We kept it close, but a loss is a loss. Regroup for next Saturday, player of the game, fan twos, hashtag fifth quarter dave on twitter writes it really sucks when the refs make a call like that and cost them from winning the game very tough pill to swallow mike also on twitter uh none in particular comes to mind in terms of player of the game hoping a few guys heal up after that bye week and that bye week comes after they take on the uh, calgary stampeders next saturday night Michael on Twitter, um, Ticats need to adjust the defense ASAP. Calgary could have a field day next week against the obsolete secondary. Laura also on Twitter, was worried about the offense going in, but Fan 2 stepped up big time. My player of the game, Chick, is a close runner-up. I, I think Fan 2's our player of the game, Chick, is a close runner-up. Jeff on Twitter, we desperately need a ground attack. When your short yardage quarterback is your leading rusher, you have a problem. 
Joe also writes, forgot to give my player of the game. My vote is for John Chick. Thanks, Joe, from Niagara. Yeah, John Chick had another stellar outing. This guy has been one of the best off-season pickups in the league, not just with the Ticats, in the league. And Albert B. on Twitter. I hope Austin tells us what he thinks of the filer penalty. He's going to get fined anyways. Though that's not why the Ticats lost. Oh, I'm sure he'll be asked about that penalty. No doubt about it. Uh, Brent on Twitter writes, Do officials get penalized when they totally botch a call? (laughs) Sure hope so. You can use the hashtag fifth quarter to comment on Twitter at AM900CHML at Rick Samprin. Manny on Twitter says, uh, there's nothing to say. This is a bad football team. No excuses. Anyone knows how to tackle? The D way too soft on that last drive. Also says, player of the game, no one. Can we just have a 12-6 and six or 13-5 and five season? This 500-ball mediocre garbage is getting old. Hashtag playoffs with a question mark. Sandra D on Twitter. Andy Fantuz with a thumbs up. And an A-OK sign. Love the emojis. And T.Y. says that's three stinkers in a row for both the offense and defense. I get injuries, but something's got to change. Well, apart from changing personnel, really, I mean, I don't see any coaches getting fired. Unless some guys come back from the injured list, really nothing much is going to change. The game plan's going to stay the same. The playbook stays. Nothing really is going to change. This this team just has to play better, regardless of what's going on injury-wise or roster-wise or, or who they're facing. Let's update uh, the standings after Hamilton's 20-18 loss in Saskatchewan tonight. We'll start in the Eastern Division, where the Ottawa Red Blacks, at 6-5-1, and one, lead the pack. They are one point ahead of the 6-7 and seven Tiger Cats, Three points up on the struggling Toronto Argonauts, who lost for the sixth time in seven games earlier this week when they fell to the Red Blacks. Toronto now 5-8, and eight, Montreal bringing up the rear at 3-9. and nine. Over in the West, Calgary Stampeders with a wild come-from-behind win to beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers tonight. 36-34, that was probably the best, at least one of the best games in the Canadian Football League this season. Winnipeg comes roaring back from a 30-14 to 14 deficit, take the lead with, I think it was like 20 seconds to go, and Calgary still chugs downfield and kicks a game-winning field goal. Unbelievable. Calgary 11-1-1. They lead the CFL with 23 points. BC's next at 8-4, followed by Winnipeg at 8-5. Edmonton at 6-7, and, and Saskatchewan at 3-10. And, and right now, Edmonton has the crossover playoff spot. So if the playoffs started today, Calgary and Ottawa would get the bye. They would host the West and East Division Finals, respectively. BC would host Winnipeg. That'd be a pretty good game in the West Division Semi. Edmonton would visit Hamilton in the Eastern Division semifinal. Not sure what your confidence level is, but the way Edmonton, at least after they came back from a 14-0 deficit, played earlier this week to 
get the win over BC, that's a tough that's a tough team to play against in the playoffs. Home or away. They are the defending champs. I know it's a totally different team. But they're still the champs until someone knocks them off. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Who's your player of the game? Andy Fantuz, by far and away, the runaway leader at this point. Alan on email. Hey there, Rick. It's Alan from Whitby. That game was pretty sloppy overall. We shouldn't have lost a last place Saskatchewan. The turning point of the game was when we were third and inches and Mike Filer gets a penalty. The way he was holding the ball and they started uh, stated he moved it forward. I looked over and over the footage and he did not move it up at all. Kent Austin will be calling the league tomorrow and rightfully so. I was furious. Dan Clark was doing the same thing as Mike Filer and I didn't see any difference. We would have gotten at least a field goal with that third and inches. Now I'm worried because we couldn't win this game, and starting next week we face 10-1 Calgary. Actually, they're 11-1-1. And back-to-back Ottawa and then Edmonton. We got a scary schedule coming up. We need to buckle down. If we don't get our receivers healthy next week, Calgary is going to kill us. Caleros is staring down his receivers, and he doesn't look like the Caleros the way we have seen him play before. Look how much better BC got this week with adding Terrell Sinkfield to their roster. Man, do we need Sinkfield now with all our injuries. We should have done anything to get him no matter what the cost. Anyways, hopefully we put up a good game against Calgary next week. I will have moved that day to St. Catharines, so I will be unpacking and watching the game. Player of the game, Andy Fantuz. Alan from Whitby. And in brackets he writes, for one more week. Alan, thanks for the email once again. Stephen from Penticton, B.C. writes, Greetings, Rick. Man, oh man. Gritty game. This is another example of the prevent defense call by Orlando. Sixth game in a row seeing this. I would not want to be Glenn Johnson, head of officiating. Austin will be screaming at him Monday over that total BS call on the offense. Was the line judge from Sask? Never seen that call in watching football for 40 years. This is a game the Cats should have won, period. What's up with Zach? He is not himself. Player of the game Andy Fantuz, cheers from Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. Another break when we come back. More tweets and emails and uh, some refresh stats for you as well from this football game. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here, Will Erskine producing tonight's edition of the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. If you've missed any previous fifth quarter or you want to relive some action uh, from this show... Uh, you can uh, go to our website at 900chml.com or you can download the um, Fifth Quarter Podcast. I was trying to think of the word podcast and it suddenly came to me. Fifth Quarter Podcast on Google Play and uh, iTunes. Or uh, again, go to the website, uh, hit that uh, sports heading in the top nav bar and click on Fifth Quarter and uh, away you go. A lot of summaries from past football games uh, from this season as well. Uh, email from Chris, who writes, uh, Hey, Rick, in my 23 years of following the CFL, I've never seen such a ridiculous penalty call. Having said that, that wasn't the reason why our team lost this game. Caleros was inconsistent. Our team didn't score enough TDs. Maher had a tough night missing two field goal attempts. And our defense couldn't get off the field at crucial times. This game was frustrating because even with Durant out of the game late, our team still let it Get away. That email 
from Chris. And Dave had emailed me just before the end of the ball game, saying, bad, bad officiating. Riders got away with holding on the line many times. Phantom call with snap if they do lose tonight. I give them a pass because of all the injuries. Ticats officially unluckiest team in football. And they could certainly challenge for that title. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Bruce on Twitter again. Maher also had a different holder for the ball tonight. Might have to do something uh, with the two he missed. Hashtag thinking outside the box. That could be a lot of hashtag excuses. No, there was there was a laces in. There was a laces in incident in tonight's ball game. So and I'm not saying that's why they lost, but one of the missed field goals was a laces in incident. Uh, Scott, one uh, one more thing. No more late night games and staying up late can go to bed early after the games. LOL. Hashtag fifth quarter. Yeah, this is the last late, late, late edition of the fifth quarter because the next start times are 4, 7, 7, 7, and 1 p.m. So the latest we're going to be on with the fifth quarter is going to be 10 o'clock. So, yeah, I'm happy about that too. No doubt about it. Uh, and Jeff writes, uh, has trade deadline passed? Just wondering if there is any secondary help available via a trade. Uh, in short, yes, there is secondary help available via trade. It all depends on who you're going for and what that team wants for said individual. Uh, in saying that, the um, the trade deadline is usually in early October. So I think we got about a couple of weeks. I'll have to email the league because they don't send out a schedule to say, hey, this is the trade deadline day. So I'll find that out uh, in a day or so, I hope. Uh, Thanks to all our calls tonight, uh, Dale, Frank, Mark, Darcy, Jeff, John, and Brad. We're going to announce our fifth quarter fan of the night in a matter of minutes, so hold on for that. But I do want to refresh everyone's memory on some statistics tonight that I wasn't able to get to. But Darian Duran, I did mention this, 23 of 31, 326 yards, he had uh, a touchdown toss, and he also ran for a touchdown as well. Mitchell Gale was 7 of 9 for 52 yards through an interception as well and had that very controversial non-fumble at the um, at the Ticats goal line. Uh, Caleb Hawley had uh, 8 receptions for 110 yards for the Riders. Rob Bag 8 catches for 96. Armonte Edwards, a great-looking rookie for the Rough Riders, 7 catches, 88 receiving yards, had that fantastic 46-yard diving touchdown grab. Nick Dembski had uh, three catches for 60 yards, and uh, Shamont Chambers had a catch as well, one for two or one for 12 yards. Ryan Lankford two catches for 11, and Curtis Steele had one catch for one yard. He also ran the ball nine times for 45 yards. Defensively, Casey Rogers seven defensive tackles tied for the game high for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And uh, Jeff Knox Jr. had five defensive tackles and a special teams takedown. Ed Ganey with the interception for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Zach Caleros tonight, 26 of 40, 310 passing yards, a TD and an interception. Masoli ran the ball four times for 32 yards and a touchdown. Michael Ford, three carries for 11 yards. Fantuz, nine catches for 113 yards. Walter or Spencer Watt, with four receptions for 53, John Childs, four for 41, Anthony Woodson, two for 38, Junior Collins, two for 21, Mike Jones, one for 21, Banks at three for 15, and a TD, Michael Ford also had a catch for eight yards. Defensively, Adrian Tracy, seven tackles and a sack, 
Brandon Sermons and Travis Lee each had six defensive tackles. Johnny Chick, five defensive tackles and a sack. Simone Lawrence and Dominique Ellis each with four defensive tackles. Our player of the game voted by you, the fans, tonight is Andy Fantuz. I thought he was exceptional. He did miss a couple of uh, catches here and there, but uh, nine receptions for 113 yards, nothing to sneeze at. Our fifth quarter fan of the night, he called in from Saskatchewan. His name is Jeff. Jeff from Saskatchewan, how are you? Yeah, well, we talked earlier tonight, Rick. You know how, how I'm <laughs> probably doing tonight. Not too well. Uh, no, that's secondary. Like, uh, you know, some of your callers have talked about the offense and Zach and stuff, but there's no reason why your secondary, and I'm going to blame the secondary, I'm not going to blame the front four because they, I think they did their job tonight for the most part. But but Lee and and Sermons and Vaughn, like Durant threw for 276 yards in the first half. Gale threw for about 70 or 75 yards on that last drive. That's inexcusable. And I know people were saying, oh, you got to get pressure on the quarterback. Well, okay, you bring the linebackers. Those guys are playing so far back, and the Riders got some pretty good speed at receiver with Edwards and um, Caleb Hawley. That I bet that those guys are probably scared they're going to get beat deep. So, you know, like you did, you said earlier, it's a double-edged sword. But that secondary is absolutely brutal. I can't disagree. You know, I, can't, I mean, they're so injury-riddled. Uh, I, I, you know, we were talking earlier tonight. They're they're down to their sixth and seventh guy on the depth chart in terms of cornerbacks. I mean, this is how uh, bottom of the barrel this secondary is. And you know, I, I think Austin's a tremendous coach. I, you know, he's he's excellent for Hamilton. But since he's been there, like they have gone through an awful lot of injuries. Like I don't know if it's something that he doesn't practice. But he, does he practice them that hard that they always seem to be getting hurt? No, I mean. Th- there's really nothing out of the ordinary in terms of a Kent Austin practice compared to any other practice. I mean, they're they're not hours upon hours long. They're not ultra-physical. I mean, guys aren't, like, laid out all over the fields getting hurt. Uh, it, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like, it's, bad. it's been bad luck for three years because I remember his first year when they came to Regina, they got beat 37 nothing, and they had, uh, I didn't know, half the roster. Yeah. You know, well, I think that so. year they they set the record, which Saskatchewan's going to break this year, of of using uh, or, or at least dressing eighty eight players. And I think Sask going into this game had eighty seven. Yeah, like I I just the injuries I just have no answer for that. And you know, had they been healthy, they'd be miles ahead of Ottawa. If they would have had, I'd say half the guys that are hurt on the roster playing, they'd be first place hands down. They'd yeah. be challenging Calgary probably for the best record in in the league. But those injuries, I'm. Ugh. Just get frustrated, and I'm going to have to eat crow here for the next week. <laughs> hey, who's your player of the game? John Chick. I thought he had a really good. He was the best, the best of the uh, the four linemen tonight. Uh, honorable mentions to uh, to Fantuz, but I thought Chick had a really good game tonight. Good stuff, Jeff. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Rick. Bye bye. Jeff from Saskatchewan, our fifth quarter fan of the night tonight. He did not pick our player of the game, which was Andy Fantuz. Jeff opting for John Chick. We also had a, a vote for Caleb Hawley as well, who also. Had a strong game for the Riders, eight receptions for 110 yards. Well, from here on in, the Tiger Cats have five more games. They host Calgary, then they have the bye week, and then it's back-to-back against the Red Blacks. They host Ottawa, then visit Ottawa, then they host Edmonton and host Montreal to close out the season on Saturday, November the 5th. And I think they'll have enough to make the playoffs Whether they finish in first or second in the East, I don't know. It'll come down to that home-and-home 
against the defending East Division champion Ottawa Red Blacks. That should be a great back-to-back. And speaking of that, the Cats will be off the bye going into that twin bill against the Red Blacks. Final score, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders 20, the Hamilton Tiger Cats 18. We're back on the air next Saturday night when the Tie Cats take on the Stamps. For Will Erskine, I'm Rick Samprin. Enjoy the rest of your night on AM 900 CHML. The fifth quarter after every Tie Cats game on AM 900 CHML.